Welcome to Science, Scripture, and Salvation, a radio ministry of the Institute for Creation Research. In this program, we want to encourage you in your Christian faith by showing how scientific evidence supports the Bible, particularly the Genesis account. The book of Genesis lays the foundation for all matters addressed in the rest of the Bible. The nature of God, His sovereignty in creation, man's purpose, sin, marriage, family, and why we need a Savior are all introduced and explained in Genesis. When we see that the first and most foundational book of the Bible can be trusted in all matters, including science, it builds confidence in the rest of the inspired Word all the way to Revelation. On today's show, we'll get some insights from Dr. Jason Lyle, astrophysicist and director of physical sciences with the Institute for Creation Research. Here's Dr. Lyle. How long ago did God create the universe, and how long did he take to do it? And does this issue really matter? The first chapter of the book of Genesis teaches that God created the universe and everything within it in the span of six days. From other biblical information, such as genealogical lists and the time span between certain events, it is clear that creation took place about 6,000 years ago. Most people today scoff at this idea. After all, hasn't science proved that the earth is billions of years old? But I suggest first that the Bible really does teach that God created in six days a few thousand years ago. Second, science confirms this. And third, it really does matter. First, there is no doubt that the Bible teaches that God created in six days. Exodus chapter 20, verse 11 states, For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. But most students are taught that the earth is 4.5 billion years old and that the rest of the universe is supposedly even older. For this reason, many Christians try to find a way to add these billions of years into the Bible. One of the most common attempts comes from those who say that the days of creation were not literally days, but vast ages of time, perhaps hundreds of millions of years each. This idea is referred to as the day-age theory. Day-age proponents often cite 2 Peter 3, verse 8 to support their position. They say this passage teaches that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years, but they fail to read the rest of the verse. The rest says, and a thousand years is one day, the exact opposite. How can a day and a thousand years be like each other to God? Well, clearly this is because God is beyond time. Therefore, whenever God uses time language, it is always for our benefit, not his, and therefore to be understood in the normal way. In context, 2 Peter 3.8 is not referring to the days of creation at all. Rather, it is explaining God's patience in delaying judgment. But day-age advocates say, but the Hebrew word for day in Genesis 1 can sometimes mean a long period of time. It doesn't have to always mean an ordinary day. Well, the Hebrew word for day is yom, and its primary meaning is day, as in an ordinary day. The word might be used poetically to refer to a longer period of time, perhaps the day of the Lord. But what matters here is not how the word might be used in poetic literature, but rather how the word is used in the context of Genesis 1. Context always determines the meaning of a word. Even our English word for day is sometimes used non-literally to indicate a longer period of time. But context makes this clear. We might say, back in my father's day. Now, that does mean a period of time longer than 24 hours. But if I said, 
It used to take three days to drive across Texas. Would there be any doubt that I mean ordinary 24-hour days? Of course not. Context makes this clear, and so it is with Hebrew. For example, when the Hebrew word for day, yom, is used in context with a number, as in an ordered list, it always means an ordinary day in all the historical narrative sections of Scripture. If I said the first day, the second day, the third day, and so on, the numbers make it clear that these are ordinary days. When day is used in context with morning, such as in the early morning of the day, or similarly with evening, there is no doubt that this is an ordinary day. Furthermore, when evening and morning occur together, these constitute an ordinary day, even if the word day isn't there. A day is, after all, a morning plus an evening. And frankly, no one doubts these grammatical rules outside of Genesis chapter 1. So, when we apply these clues to Genesis chapter 1, what do we find? In verse 5, we have the first day of creation associated with an evening. It's associated with a morning. We find evening and morning together. And we find it associated with a number, the first day. The text says there was evening and there was morning the first day. Can there be any rational doubt that the author meant to indicate that this is an ordinary day? What about the other days of creation? In all cases, we have evening, morning, evening and morning together, and a number, all associated with the word day. Cod was very clear. There can be no doubt that the days were ordinary earth rotation days. This is made even more obvious when we consult Exodus 20.11. This passage is part of the Ten Commandments. Specifically, it is the explanation for verse 8, which commands us to rest one day every week. The explanation for why we have seven-day week is because God created the universe in six days and rested for one as a pattern for us. The Hebrew text uses the same word for day for our work week as God's creation week. So if God really had created over billions of years, our work week would be very long indeed. You'd never make it to the weekend. We're going to take a short break. Stay with us. The design of the human body inspires awe and fascination, and for good reason. It's made up of so many different parts and systems, all working together for a greater purpose. Check out our book, Guide to the Human Body, to discover astonishing facts about the construction of the cell, the mechanics of hands and feet, and the incredible abilities of the brain. Published by the Institute for Creation Research, Guide to the Human Body will answer questions you didn't even know you had. How do our eyes give us sight? How does a baby take its first breath? What happens to the human body in outer space? Guide to the Human Body's full-color images and easy-to-read format shows our amazing design points to the ultimate designer, God. Order your copy from the Institute for Creation Research by calling 800-628-7640 or visiting icr.org. That's 800-628-7640 or visiting icr.org. Welcome back to Science, Scripture, and Salvation. Here's Dr. Lyle. We have seen that the Bible clearly teaches that God created in six days and that the world is thousands, not billions of years old. But haven't scientists proved that the earth is billions of years old? First, we must recognize that age is not a substance that can be measured scientifically. Science is a method of understanding much of how the universe operates today in the present. Now, we might use the tools of science to make a guess about something's age, and there's nothing wrong with that. But we need to understand that age estimates are always extrapolations based on certain assumptions about the past. 
and there is no way to know scientifically if such assumptions are right. Radiometric dating is one example. Using this method, scientists attempt to estimate the age of a rock by measuring certain radioactive substances within it, and by making assumptions about the initial amounts and past decay rates of those substances. The method only works on igneous rocks and is supposed to tell us how long ago the rock hardened from magma. We know that this method is not very reliable because we have tested it on rocks of known age. We took rocks that formed from a very recent volcano, so that we know they formed only a few years ago, and we sent them to secular labs to have them age-dated. The estimated ages came out at hundreds of thousands to millions of years. Radiometric dating has been shown to not work on rocks of known age, yet secularists assume that it works on rocks of unknown age. Is that reasonable? What about other age indicators? Well, frankly, there simply are not that many that come anywhere close to 4.5 billion years. Most age estimates, even making secular assumptions, still come out far closer to the biblical timeline. For example, the rate at which Earth's magnetic field is decaying is very consistent with a few thousand years. It cannot go back even one million years. The rate at which mud accumulates on the ocean floor is perfectly consistent with biblical creation, but challenges evolution. All the rivers of the world dump about 20 billion tons of sediment onto the ocean floor every year. Based on that rate, and assuming the ocean floor had no mud to begin with, the ocean would accumulate its current amount of sediment in less than 12 million years. Of course, it would be much less than that when we consider the effects of the global flood. But evolutionists believe that the ocean is over 3 billion years old. That just isn't consistent with the data. The rate at which salt accumulates in the ocean implies that oceans are much younger than evolutionists believe. The amount of helium trapped in various rock layers is evidence that they are nowhere near millions of years old. Helium is a gas and rocks are porous, so helium leaks through rocks over time. If they were billions of years old, there would be almost no helium left. The amount of C14 found in supposedly ancient fossils shows that they are not truly ancient at all. All fossils that we have carbon dated give ages of thousands of years, never millions. The science is surely on the side of recent creation. But does this issue really matter? The age of the universe does matter because it's something that the Bible teaches. If the Bible really is what it claims to be, the very Word of God, then it cannot be mistaken about anything. God is all-knowing, and so to claim that the world is billions of years old is tantamount to claiming that the Bible really isn't the Word of God. And if that were the case, then we would all be in big trouble. If God isn't able to clearly communicate something straightforward, like the time scale of Genesis, how could we trust that he is able to articulate something spiritual, like the way to be saved from hell? If the Bible is not trustworthy, then we have no hope of salvation. Second, if fossils really were hundreds of millions of years old, then the Christian would face a dreadful theological problem. Fossils are the remains of dead organisms. Now, if dead animals existed hundreds of millions of years ago, then that means that death existed before Adam sinned, because we all agree that human beings didn't exist so long ago. Humanity is recent. But if death occurred before Adam sinned, then obviously death is not the penalty for sin. And if that is so, then why did Jesus die on the cross? The only hope for the sinner is to trust in Christ that his death paid the penalty for sin by dying in our place. But if fossils are millions of years old, and thus death existed long before sin, then Christ's death on the cross couldn't pay our penalty, and we would have no hope of salvation. 
No, the God who created the hundreds of billions of galaxies in the universe is truly all-powerful. He has the power to create the universe any way He wants and in any time He wants. He chose to create in six days and rest for one day as a pattern for us. Any God capable of creating such a universe is surely able to communicate clearly with the beings He made in His own image. We can trust in God's Word, and frankly, science confirms it. We have every reason to trust in Genesis and no reason to doubt it. Thank you for joining us on Science, Scripture, and Salvation, a radio ministry of the Institute for Creation Research. That's all the time we have for our program today, but we would love to connect with you through our website at icr.org. For over 45 years, ICR has equipped believers with evidence of the Bible's accuracy and authority by showing how science supports the Genesis creation account. Our scientists research the evidence for creation and communicate their findings through books, articles, DVD series, and conferences. Please visit our website at icr.org for more information about the latest scientific discoveries, to subscribe to our free magazine and devotional, and to locate our next creation conference at a venue near you. All of this and more at icr.org. If you've enjoyed this podcast, subscribe to Science, Scripture, and Salvation on iTunes. Also, do us a favor and rate and review the show so that more listeners can find us. Thanks for listening, and God bless.